0: Hey listeners, welcome back to the Hitting Rock Middle podcast. I'm your host, Sally Holder. I am so excited today because we are going to talk all things revenue. I know it is one of my favorite topics because you can make a serious impact on your revenue just by tweaking some small things. So we're gonna focus in on the four really main methods to increase your revenue. And then we're gonna dive much deeper into one specific category, which is increasing your average transaction size that can absolutely change the game for you no matter what industry you are in. So I can't wait to dig deep into this topic, help you increase your revenue. So without further ado, Let's get started making your business just a little bit better. Okay, listeners, do you know how to increase your revenue? I mean, if I were to come to you and just say, okay, Joe, Kathy, you need to increase your revenue today, what would you immediately look to? If you don't have an answer to that, you are going to love this episode because we are going to dive into the four strategic methods that you can use to increase your revenue. And then we're going to dig even deeper into one of those specific methods, the one that I find to be really critical to your overall business growth. So what are these four methods for increasing your revenue? Well, if you want your business to bring in more money, there really are only four main ways to do it. One is you can increase the number of customers that you have, right? You can serve more people, obviously. Number two is that you can increase the average transaction size, meaning how much is your average customer spending with you when they do business with you, And how can you incrementally increase that transaction size so that it massively shifts your overall revenue? Number three is you can increase the frequency of transactions per customer. Do you find that your customers are only purchasing from you once a quarter, right? Two times a year. Well, then you can begin to think about how can I incorporate something that would be possibly on the front end or the back end of my current offers so that I can increase the number of times my current customers do business with me. And then number four, the most obvious and probably the one that you are leaning away from the most, and that is you can raise your prices. Yes, you will always hear me talking about raising your prices. Why? It's not that I want you to price yourself out of the market, but statistically speaking, female entrepreneurs earn 56 cents on every male dollar. So in the corporate world, it is an average still of about 76 cents per dollar. So when we, as women, as female entrepreneurs, are given the opportunity to price ourselves, well, we undercut ourselves. We charge less, statistically speaking, than we would have even earned in the corporate world. So yes, I am still going to advocate for you to raise your prices because most of you are grossly undercharging. And the statistics back me up on that. Okay. Okay. Now let's dive deep into one of these specific ways. And we're gonna talk about the 10 ways to increase the average purchase size and the frequency that also in turn increases your overall revenue. So really we're kind of deep diving into two areas, increasing the purchase size and increasing the frequency. So like I said, You know, the first of the 10 is still going to be the most logical. It's going to be raising your prices, right? Educating your buyers on things like the superior advantages that you offer, the benefits that you give your customer, and the results that you provide them. Explain the reasons why you need to raise prices. You know, I bet if you go back and check things like manufacturing costs, customer service enhancements, better guarantees, better ingredients, all of these things are absolutely valid reasons for you to raise your price. I bet, in fact, a lot of these things might have increased in price for you over the course of the last year or even two years, And if you were to evaluate what your profit margin is today versus the first time that you set your price, you would realize that you aren't making as much off of that particular product as you thought you were. And so you probably need to raise your price if you have not done so in the last two years. And it doesn't have to be a contentious conversation that you have with your past customers or your current customers. You absolutely can tell them that this is going to be a benefit to them and give them all the increase in value they're going to receive as a result of your increase in prices. And they'll be on board with it too. In fact, they will be generally excited about the fact that you are putting greater value on yourself and your services and remember what we always talk about here on this podcast and that is that no one will value your business more than you do so increase your prices and get that value out of it that you deserve okay The second opportunity to increase your revenue and be able to increase the average purchase size, because that is one of the ways that you can increase your overall revenue, is that you can upsell. So if your current client or customer can achieve better results and even more satisfaction, educate them on buying a higher end product or service. You can do a better job of assessing their needs and matching to the products and services that will give them the optimal buying experience and the best satisfaction possible. See, when you do this, you're going to increase your profits, but you're also going to increase their fulfillment, right? For example, auto dealers are serious masters at doing this. They get customers to buy car models with the high-end feature packages like leather interior, better stereos, and all the rest every single time. So if you have ever done that yourself, think about whether or not you felt happier walking away with every single feature you knew existed in the car or if you would have been a little less satisfied by the fact that you possibly would have walked away with a vehicle that didn't have half the features that you wanted and frankly, you didn't even know they existed because the salesperson never told you about them. How would you feel then? You'd probably feel a little frustrated and let down because you wanted to be given the choice, right? As the consumer, you wanted to be given the choice of whether or not you wanted to purchase the upsell item or not. And oftentimes what I find is entrepreneurs very often are removing that choice from their customers. They are making assumptions about whether or not they would want the upsell, and they're failing to offer the upsell solely because they are worried about what the customer may think of them. Instead of thinking of the benefits that the customer can receive if they are agreeable or in fact more excited about the product because of the existence of the upsell. So instead of focusing on the negative and your fear about what your prospective customer may think, focus on the benefit that you're gonna give your customer. Focus on the fact that if there are more opportunities for them to do business with you at an even higher level, give them the chance to do that. Give them the chance to have the best experience they possibly can and allow them to determine how much they'd like to spend or where they would like to fall on your product flow. Don't remove that opportunity from your customer. And if you don't currently have an upsell, well, that's a great opportunity. Think about what you might be able to add to your product suite right now, whether it is a service-oriented company or whether it is, in fact, a product, right? I was working recently with a, a children's clothing brand, and we were talking about upsell opportunities for children's clothing. And so I, you know pointed out to them, hey, we have, because we determined what their transaction size needed to be in order for them to reach their potential goals, I said, we have an opportunity to be able to upsell by the offer of some complimentary items at the point of checkout, right, in order to get your average order up to the value in which you want it to be. And so we offered things like a turtleneck, a headband, a pair of shoes, the items that that parent might need to go with the item that they just put in their cart. Now, these additional items are referred to very often as an upsell. And what they were capable of doing is absolutely increasing their order size. And when they did that, it had substantial effects on their revenue. And I know that you can absolutely have the same thing happen in your business. So if you're a service-based company, think about it as right? What would help the experience be even better for your customer? Could you offer them, you know, uh, increased access to you? Could you offer them, you know, potentially a workbook that they could download? Could you offer them, you know, a, a group coaching session that they could opt into after they purchase a particular product or conclude coaching with you? Whatever it may be, I promise you there is an opportunity for you to find a way to make the experience and the ultimate fulfillment that the customer feels, right, that much better by offering them an upsell. Because I promise you, it is not just about upselling your customer so that you can make more revenue. It truly is... How can I create an even better customer experience for my customer? And what's currently missing, right, from my product suite that doesn't give them that great feeling that I want them to have when they walk away? Okay. Now, the third opportunity that you have is to cross-sell. So this means if you have multiple product lines or service lines, then you wanna make sure that you communicate and educate your customers on really the full spectrum of your services, right? Someone may come into your email funnel or they may, you know, arrive in, you know, with one particular process or one particular aspect of your business. You know, I've worked with a retailer for a very long time And they get a tremendous amount of traffic from people that are tourists within the town. And so, you know, those people do not realize very often the existence of their full service website. And so their job with those customers as they are servicing them in the store is to make sure that they cross sell, right? the ability that they have to service the customer and provide their expertise long after these customers return home. they want to make sure that they are continuously ascertaining the challenges and the problems that their customers are experiencing, right? Is it lack of access to the clothing? Is it, right, an an awareness, a lack of awareness of new brands? What are the challenges that their customers are facing and how can they match up with those and provide it as a solution that they offer their customers? Well, Again, another cross-sell opportunity began when they realized many of their customers weren't also understanding the free service that they were providing to their customer by shipping them a box of clothing free of charge so that they could try on certain items and then only keep what they wanted and return everything else. So the customer wasn't understanding the existence of this, exactly how it worked. It wasn't working the way that they wanted. And so what they realized is, you know, an opportunity exists for us to, you know, handle the challenges and problems that our customers are feeling when they are far away from us. A great way to solve the problems they're facing facing with lack of awareness and lack of, you know, that personal attention is to be able to offer a monthly membership program where they get better access to the stylists within the retailer where they get um, the ability to be educated on brands on a deeper level, where they get the access to these boxes in a way that they feel that there is an equal return of value they've paid for the membership. And in exchange, they get access to this program where they are then sent boxes. So we needed to make sure that, you know, We were matching up with the challenges and problems faced by our customers, and it also opened up this cross-sell opportunity for us to cross-sell the membership that these prospective customers can have. And... It has really become an amazing win-win opportunity for the retailer. They're able to give better customer service. They are better able to be able to, you know, invite these customers into a long-term experience with them. And it gives them an amazing way to continue to educate their customer base. Now... Again, it doesn't have to just be product-based. It's easy to point those out, but let's talk about a service-based business. Let's talk about an accounting firm. They may cross-sell their audit clients, right, those that have hired them to potentially do an audit on their business, they might approach them on tax and consulting services and say, you know, we're not just a firm that specializes in audits. We actually do a tremendous amount of work on the tax side and can help you on an ongoing basis with consulting services. Now that's an amazing way that the customer might have come them come to them for one bit of expertise, but now they are leaving with an entirely different service that can serve them long term now another thing that you're probably you know very familiar with experiencing but maybe you haven't thought about it this way is that banks cross sell items all the time See, you'll go into a bank to set up potentially a checking account, right? And then all of a sudden your banker sits down with you and says, hey, we actually could also do an investment account for you, a money market account. You know, we potentially could do a line of credit on your home or set up your mortgage or your car loan. Those are cross-selling services, that the bank is offering you in order to do more transactions and more business with you and increase the revenue that they are experiencing with the exact same customer. Now, why do we do all of that? Well, the fact is that studies show it is more expensive to acquire a new customer than it is to upsell, cross-sell, you know, and... and bundle more services to the current customers that we have. So your challenge today is to think about what are my opportunities to cross-sell? What services are being taken advantage of within my current business landscape, and what other services are complementary that I might be able to cross-sell to my current customer base, so that therefore I can increase the frequency that they're doing business with me, And I also can increase the price per transaction. Again, both of these are fantastic ways for you to increase the overall revenue of your company. Plus, it's the cheapest way to do it. Again, it's going to cost you a lot more to go out and acquire a new customer than it will just to simply take the actions with these current customers. Okay, now, number four is you could probably bundle better. Now, what I mean by this is consider packaging some complementary products or services together. This can actually really increase your revenue. Let me give you an example. If a customer is going to buy a gas grill, for example, you could offer them a complete package of things to go with it, like, say, cooking utensils and, I don't know, the wood chips that you need and a barbecue book and a grill cover and an apron. You guys know well by now, I am a no chef, but just a few of the items that I can imagine might be sold along with someone who's purchasing a gas grill. So by saving the customer time and helping them to buy a more complete solution, you can probably charge a premium for this barbecue in a box say offering and at the very least they will have bought more than they otherwise would have had you not made it as easy for them to make this purchase right when we tend to remove some of the decision making process for our customer and we just make good recommendations, solid ones of items that they would need in order to utilize their first purchase in the best possible way, and we've bundled these items together to make them you know, a, an easy transaction, that customer oftentimes, again, will pay a premium for it. So are there items within your product space or your service space? that you might be able to bundle together to provide an offering that is even better, right? And even more complimentary. So it leaves your customer leaving your place with the best experience possible. You know, I'll never forget a story I likely heard on another podcast, but it bears repeating here. And it was that this individual came in to the, Um, camera store asking for a recommendation on a camera he came in rather frantic and he said I need a camera right away to be able to go on a trip with my kids to Disney and I need it right now I am heading out of town I forgot my camera and I just need something to take with me please make sure I have the best thing possible well the camera store Employee, you know, selected a camera, one of their mid-level ones, and felt very pressured by, you know, the, the haste of the customer and decided only to offer him the camera. Now, he looked over as he was checking him out and realized, gosh, he never offered him a camera case. He never offered him, you know, additional digital packages, film, any of the stuff that would complement the camera. He only sold him the camera. About a week later, that same individual came in and confronted the employee in the camera shop. And he said, why did you do that? Why did you send me to Disney World with only that camera? You knew that right away I would likely run out of room as soon as I started taking photos of my kids. And the camera store employee looked sheepishly at the ground and said, yes, I did. But I was too nervous to upsell or cross sell you on any of the additional items. And he said to him, I will never come back in this store. You should have given me the best, because that's what I asked for. And what I would argue to you is that your customers are asking for the same of you every single day. Whether they act as though they are in haste, whether they are saying to you things like, I want the best price possible, what they still want is an overall amazing experience, right? Whether you are having to upsell, cross-sell, or bundle items together, they want to walk away with the absolute best experience possible. And so if you know that the barbecue in the box is going to ensure that they have the best experience possible with their grill, then that's what you need to offer. And the same goes with Right? whatever it is. You know, recently I was talking to someone in the speaking industry, and they have come up with an idea of being able to offer sort of a virtual speaking kit in a box along with the coaching program that they were previously offering. And now they have something to be able to bundle everything together, right, All of their recommendations into one spot and make sure that the customer has the best transformation meaning they are absolutely going to give this customer an opportunity to generate as many speaking engagements as possible once they are done with this coaching program because they are also going to be set up with a virtual camera studio in their home and all of the equipment that they need or at least the recommendations to purchase all of that and to me That is a logical offering for them to make. So let's take a second for you to think about what else could you bundle, upsell, or even cross-sell in a way that it will absolutely make the experience of your customer that much better and also help you increase your overall revenue. Think about that for a second. Okay, listeners, have you heard the news? Email marketing is here to stay. In fact, email marketing converts far better with your customers than social media ever does. So are you sending regular consistent communications to your customers? If you're not, I have the perfect tool for you. It's called Flowdesk, F-L-O-D-E-S-K. It is an email marketing service provider that's built for creators, by creators. You can use it to design and send on-brand marketing emails, create opt-in forms to grow your list, and build powerful email automations. And the best part? Well, it's built by a woman for women. It has stunning landing pages, templates, and forms for you to be able to use that I promise even the beginner to email marketing can make Flowdesk their best friend. And in the end, you're going to grow your email list and stay on brand using Flowdesk with these fully responsive forms. You're going to be able to create freely without limiting your growth and connect with as many subscribers as you like. And the best part is I've got a promo code to be able to give you to save 50% on your first month with Flowdesk. All you have to do is go to the show notes in this episode and use my promo code to get 50% off your first month of Flowdesk. Enjoy. Okay, listeners, get excited. You're about to watch your business go from the struggle bus to success. How? How? The Red Roadmap. It's my signature 90-day coaching program that will give you all of the tools you need to make your road to success a reality. And this isn't just an empty promise. At the end of the 90 days, you will feel focused, energized, and confident about the direction of your business and its future. In fact, how does this sound? Earning more in a month than you ever have before. Working with your dream clients that make your heart happy, creating a tribe of loyal followers who engage with your content regularly, kicking that imposter syndrome and self-doubt out of the picture, and even getting to enjoy free time because you've become a time management maven in the process. Yes, those are all just a few of the results that you will get inside this 90-day coaching program, The Revenue Roadmap. I promise it is the best tool out there on the market to give you and your business the road to the revenue growth that you're looking for. So get on the website, growwiththebrim.com. That's growwiththebrim.com. The brim, B R I M M dot com, and apply today. Number five, you can offer volume or frequent buyer discounts. Now, you know that the word discount is very difficult for me to even say out loud, it's like that other four letter word for free, which I don't like either, but there are specific occasions where it might make sense for you. And how can you actually increase your revenue by giving a discount? Well, if you can get customers to buy more, right, and buy more frequently, then you can reward them with certain incentives or discounts, or even what I like to think about is bonuses, which always work better than discounts. So, an extra level of service that you provide once they do business with you a certain number of times. And since you have maximized your cash flow, you would be willing very often to reward them with a few extra perks. So, for example, bookstores and airlines obviously have their frequent flyer miles, their frequent buyer programs, and, you know, Starbucks, I am a gold card member, as you probably know, too. Um, So I take advantage of the freebies that they give when you buy a certain number of times. So it is relevant for you to think about... You know, are there opportunities for me to encourage the frequency of my customers to purchase from me more often if you are finding that their frequency seems to be an issue? Now, again, if you want to as well, instead of offering some sort of discount, you could offer a bonus. And now bonuses are, again, something that is extra. Maybe, and very often, it's something you don't even currently sell or offer right now. Those typically are the most attractive bonuses to be able to give to a customer. And they love having access to something like You, as the business owner, or private um, access to behind the scenes, you know, looks, information, etc. So, I want you to think about, right, what would be the tipping point of the number of times that we would want the customer to do business with us? Is it once a week? Probably not. Is it once a month? Probably so. And if they do business with you that many times how many times do they need to do business with you before you offer said bonus so think through that look at your profit margins if you are going to offer a discount and make sure that it makes sense with your profit margins to offer a discount if you so choose okay now number six you can offer, again, like we were saying a second ago, complementary products or services. So these are things that might be offered, you know, by someone else. So, for example, if you sell um, computer products, you know, you could think about who sells technical services for those computers, Right. You know, who does some sort of front end or back end installation or who does, you know, some sort of computer training that might be complementary to the product or service that I offer. And you might want to, as an ability to increase the revenue by increasing the transaction purchase or increasing the frequency, you could figure out how you can incorporate some of these complementary products or services. Now you obviously want to make sure that it doesn't detract in any way from what you already currently offer, but is it something that very often can give, you know, greater exposure to an additional business and they are just starting up and they are looking for more exposure it's a good way for them to get their name out there. And therefore they may decide, you know what, I might want to do something complimentary for your customers because we serve the same customer base. And therefore it makes sense for me to be your go-to recommendation. And therefore I can corner the market on the service before or after of these exact same customers. So again, Look around the marketplace, see who else serves the exact customer that you do, and think through that customer journey before and after, and think through if there are other products or services that someone you know has that might be complementary to what you are doing. Okay, the next one is number eight, you can communicate often. I know, it's just that simple. Can you believe it? it really can be and that is that you need to communicate with your customers often and give them buying ideas and solutions via email right or even text these days right so if you're a hardware store and you know fall approaches you can absolutely do an amazing in-store display and then communicate to your customers that they need to come in person to come see it. Email them, tell them about it, give them an incentive to come and see. You're giving them something new to look at and you're also telling them potentially or educating them in the same email about their need in the fall to fill in cracks and even seal their driveways, I don't know. Um, So you can sell them on the benefits of taking action, right, and heading into your hardware store and then you're also offering them some fun in the experience as well. So all of these things, the communication of an experience, the communication of a reason to come in, the communication and educating your customer base on why they would need to, you know, utilize some of your products and services at this point in time is so valuable. Right, We cannot sit back and wait for our customers to be educated by someone else of what it is that they need to use our products and services for. We need to be proactive rather than just simply sitting back and being reactive. You have control over how much you increase your revenue, all based on your efforts. And one of the easiest efforts to make is just to communicate this, the needs of your customers, exactly what you're doing and how you can help them and fill their needs. So lots of times they just need to be told, hey, you probably have some needs right now that you may not even realize. And we can solve those. So come in, get an experience and get your needs solved at the same time. Now, speaking of experiences, what retailers today are finding is so critical is that creating an experience in-store is really transforming, you know, the idea of the old retail store, right? That someone only comes there in order to shop or purchase something, and instead, You know, people are realizing that having a special event, which is number nine on our list, can absolutely be a fantastic way to increase your revenue, right, and be able to get the frequency of which people purchase from you and likely the transactions to both increase. So, You do this just by conducting special events to potentially educate your customers again on additional services or maybe even some new product offerings, right? You know, even when I was practicing law, you know, and I wouldn't call us lawyers, you know, the best at like uh, advertising or marketing ourselves, but we would do things called breakfast briefings and they were opportunities for us to educate, you know, our Uh, companies that we worked with on the new laws, the changes that were happening. Now, what's that out of the kindness of our hearts? Absolutely. (laughs) I loved doing the breakfast briefings because it allowed me to do public speaking. But I also realized that when we do that, when we communicate the changes in the laws to our customers, they very often would need to adjust, right, their employee handbooks or they would need to create new policies to address these changes in the laws. So Very often at the conclusion of these particular free events, we would find a huge uptick in the frequency in which our customers were utilizing us, whereas before they were only coming to us in times of emergency where there was litigation. Now we could actually be proactive and educate them on changes so that they wouldn't have to be reactive and only deal with these things when it resulted in litigation, that they could make changes in advance too so it became a real win-win opportunity so how can you incorporate that into your business practices is there a way for you to hold some kind of you know sneak preview for your products or your services or whatever it is that you create so that you can encourage your people to come in and be able to see it in advance or heck these days you can do that same sort of sneak preview at no cost by doing it on Zoom, which is a fantastic way to be able to even reach more people, or heck, you could do both, right? You could have an in-person event where you provide the sneak peek to everyone that is capable of coming in person, and then the next evening do a sneak peek preview for everyone who is who is far away and incapable of coming in person, Now these exclusive events are fantastic ways to be able to get in front of your customer and therefore educate them again on the products and services that they might not be aware of that they in fact need. For example, an upscale luxury auto dealer might hold something like a wine and cheese party with music to unveil their newest car model so that someone can come in and enjoy an experience but it also has the wonderful perk of putting something very tangible, you know, very exciting, very alluring in front of their customer visually as well. So When was the last time you had a special event? And again, even if you are a service provider, there are still so many options for you to be able to do that. Okay, and number nine is that we can promote others. I know it doesn't sound like the most logical way to be able to increase your revenue, but it actually does. For example, You can endorse other people's products or services to your client list and potentially get a cut of the action. Obviously, that's affiliate marketing. And it's working really well for a lot of people out there. You know, you can have something that's like, you know, a jewelry store or an online business um, selling something that's upscale. And they could collaborate with someone who is selling, say, an upscale vacation package, right? And it would be absolutely advantageous for both of you to market your offer to each other's databases. It helps you not only receive a bit of the revenue, but it also allows you to be able to absolutely increase the number of customers that you are reaching and have someone to take their goodwill and encourage their customers to partner up with you as well. Now, clearly you want to make sure that you do your due diligence and only introduce your customers to other people who are high trust and high integrity and high values. But I know that you would do that. At the end of the day, what are some of these complementary things that you might be able to promote to your customer base? You know, in fact, recently I just did this with a woman-owned business. She's an accountant and I started using her services and I think she's fantastic. She's done an amazing job on my accounting and so obviously I work with other female entrepreneurs and they were asking, hey... Who is it that you are using? And so I made a recommendation to her. And then it occurred to me hey, I bet that there are other customers that you serve because she primarily serves mid sized small businesses that might need coaching or the expansion of their revenue streams. And that's exactly what I do. Whereas, again, someone who is building out their revenue streams very likely needs additional support with accounting services. So, that was a logical way for the two of us to be able to remote each other and, in the end, increase potentially the frequency of the purchasers that we get to experience in a month and acquire some new customers along the way as well. All right. The last thing I will share with you is that it is one of our foundational tools and I always say it over and over and over. One of the absolute best ways to increase your revenue. I don't think that you probably have this one on the top of your head. Okay, fine, you're ready for it. Is you say no to bad customers. I know, this probably sounds completely strange But one of the basic methods to increase your revenue is really learning to say no to bad opportunities and bad prospects and even those bad customers. And this advice obviously is aimed primarily at the people who, you know, have some sort of service-based business that carries on quite a bit. But who knows, you know, it could be products as well. The fact of the matter is that those bad customers tend to require more of your time, more of your attention, and they also drag out, you know, experiences that should have been short-lived. Furthermore, you really can't optimize your creativity if you are constantly being brought down by a customer that isn't even your ideal customer. If you're constantly bombarded by ungrateful, disagreeable, complaining energy, well, you're not going to be at your best. So adopting a selective mindset of the customers that you truly want to serve long term is a way to increase your revenue. Time is money. And we can't forget that. We only have 24 hours in a day, and there is absolutely no way to create another one of those. So if you can't create more time, then all we can do is make sure that we are more selective about how we spend it. And I hope that this has given you some great ways to think very selectively about how you're going to spend your time in the coming days and weeks ahead that you are going to select one of these ideas out of the many that I gave you to be able to help yourself and your business increase the revenue that you generate on a monthly basis. Now, they're relatively easy to do. So pick one. You don't need to implement them all. Remember, one at a time. Just simply take the next step And I cannot wait to see how this has a massive effect on your overall revenue. Don't forget, come back and share the results that you end up getting with me. I am always eager to hear about them and to cheer you on. So tag me on social media, message me anytime, and I can't wait to hear more about your progress. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the Hitting Rock Middle podcast. And again, if you want me to personally walk you through increasing your overall revenue, well, that's exactly what I do inside the Revenue Roadmap. So if you haven't yet applied, make sure you jump on my website, growwiththebrim.com and check it out. Talk to you soon. Hope this made your business just a little bit better. (music) Thank <music> you.